from the Far East to the Great West. The podcast that celebrates the red-headed stepchild of the Kung Fu genre. Bruce Broitation. Welcome to the Clones Cast. Here are your hosts, Michael and Matthew. Welcome to the Clones Cast. This episode, we are talking about the 1975 Ping Ling directed Bruce Lee superstar, starring Bruce Lai. Uh, this is another in uh, what I call a long line of Bruce Lai doing Bruce, but um, in particular, this is part of our. Part two in our three-part series on Bruce Lai as the real Bruce Lee. In other words, he's actually being Bruce in a biographical manner. So last episode, we covered what we are calling The Dragon Dies Hard, even though it has five other names. So part two here is uh, Bruce Lee Superstar. Uh, This one starts with a very young Bruce getting some poor training, and he gets bullied, and he meets a wise master that puts his life on course to be the best martial artist ever. So, Michael, when was the first time you saw this, and what do you think? This was another, this again, part of our confusion. I didn't watch this film. It was sitting on a, as a, uh, I have a video of it. Um, for years I had it because I thought I'd already seen it. But I never had it. <laughs> That's great. And because of the titles, you know, as soon as, oh, I've seen that, you know, about, I just got in my collection and whatever. But then I, you know, I'd realized years later. And then when we were doing some, with our research here for this episode, I was like, God, it's been so long since I'd seen that. And I remembered, even in the book, that I have coming out, I actually covered the same movie twice because I had been writing the book for over such a long period of time. It's been like an eight-year process, you know, that I, I covered it twice just because I because I, I had looked and said, oh, I didn't cover this already, but it's just because I had it under a different AKA, you know, another <laughs> another title. So this 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 even gets me following these these films for, you know, so my whole life. You know, it's you still like, wait a minute, which film is this? So anyways, yeah, I, I didn't see this one probably till you know, uh, well into the video boom. Um, but um, it's, uh, it, it's, it kind of falls in the middle for me, I think, with these Bruce, Bruce Lee biography um, films. You know, it sort of like hovers right around the middle um, in terms of, of how I like them, you know, like from the worst to the best. Um, but it's got some interesting points to it, you know. It's got some interesting things going on here. And yeah. Not, not, not to, uh, you know, even belittle that but i just i love the fact that they're using the theme from shaft in africa at the beginning of the movie i didn't catch that obviously but that's hilarious i i i recognize that it was awesome sounding music and this has a great intro with just bruce Lai kind of showing off his technique it's pretty cool well also when bruce Lai had done this film and he talked about this in a, a magazine article he had written at the time or was being interviewed in the time uh, that this was it. He's on. This is my last one. The, the legend of Bruce Lee or, you know, Bruce Lee's superstar. This is this is it. I'm done. I'm not going to do another one. And of course, he did two more. But OK, so context on this, um, like I said, it starts out with Bruce. He has this this uh, fat dude that's training him to not actually do Kung Fu. And he's he and his buddies are all doing these um, these cheesy fake moves. And somebody calls him out on it, beats him up or whatever. Um, so he meets this old man next to Buddha, and he's like, uh, you know, oh, is Buddha, is he like a, a badass martial artist? And the dude's like, no, no, Buddha's a philosopher, but I'm a badass. And so the kids are like, chain us, chain us. This movie's dead. I don't think he, it was just weird. All of a sudden, they're grown ups. So they've just stayed with the old master throughout their entire childhood. 
And, and so my first question for you, Michael, is who is the other guy supposed to be that's Bruce's companion? Yeah, and I'm sure this is, you know, this is that's their it. fictionalizing of, of, you know, it's sort of like a unicorn is the guy and there's the girl that they bring in, the childhood girl that's like the sort of, you know, almost Betty Ting Pei, you know. Right. But I, I think that, I mean, I, to say that is representative of anything is probably not. I think it's just, a, you know, a dr- dramatic device for this, but which I thought was kind of an interesting way to go about it because you have his childhood friend of his that they use as a means to sort of show their developmental differences you know as they're as they're growing up and getting older and you know just kind of a cool it wasn't really a love triangle but it was just sort of this this stand by me friendship you know that right. sort of elevates later i loved it um i liked the the fake unicorn and how he's an actor and bruce is the martial artist and just kind of i, f- I think the two had pretty good chemistry in the movie um in general uh and in the, the message in this case, of course, from um, the, for the first trainer on to the old master who trains them was um, don't use martial arts uh, negatively. Use it against bullies. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, kill the bullies. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. yeah, the, you mean the, the guy that the beginning that's training? Uh, yeah, that's um, Koshao yeah. Pao, I think is who that is. OK, okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's his well, whole other it, thing. That's like the classic kung fu movie thing happening, and then they just have this whole Bruce Lee thing on the side. Yeah, and I thought what was interesting about that too is that he, um, he's you know they immediately are throwing the characterization of Bruce Lee of, of the challenging of authority. You know, he's already challenging his kung fu master and 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 talking about how they they bring up the points about. Um, about kung fu you just need the right teacher you know what i mean like there's some elements that come into this it's not just about blindly following whoever's teaching you it's sort of like you got to find the right instructor and and like you said they go up to um a temple or you know where they see these buddhas and then the if you the way they introduce the teacher in that scene you know is, is he pops out from literally like manifests from outside of the of the uh the buddha you know have you i don't know if you kind of caught, caught yeah. the way they shot yeah yeah that. for yeah. sure that's uh, Tai yeah, Tai Lung playing that that character, they um, but I, I which I liked and that was the other thing about this this film that I thought was interesting is that the director this Lin Bing who also does uh, did a film that we'll get to watch at some point called The New Game of Death or Goodbye Bruce Lee His Last Game of Death he um, he did some interesting stuff with the I thought with the camera in this that that uh, you know grabbed me a little bit at times like when he's doing these. It's kind of a little artsy stuff where he was the when as adults, when Bruce Lee was having conversations with his friend slash girlfriend, he would just like he they would he would carry the conversation through these jump cuts like it would be this wide shot of them by a fountain. And as they continued to talk, it would jump cut and they were like in a totally different spot and then jump cut into a totally different spot. And it's I've seen it done before in later films, you know, and I actually did it in one of my own films. But I just was like kind of pleasantly surprised to see him attempting nice. to do stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And that whole area when he's talking to I call her uh, fake Nora, because um, at first I'm like, is that Nora? And I'm like, no, that's not normal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, at first I'm like, wait, uh, yeah, she's complaining. That he all he thinks about is fighting, and she wants to break up or whatever. And it's just beautifully filmed. It's in this awesome location. Um, it's like a big kind of courtyard on a hill that angles up. And you said it, yeah. It's like for the amount of 
trouble he took to film that scene the way they wanted to film it. it I mean, they must have been out there a long time with lots of cameras, and it was pretty cool. Well, I think this, and it was, again, from a, a cinema perspective, you know, I thought what was interesting about him, <clears throat> about the director, was that he wasn't relying heavily on a lot of snap zooms. You get that a lot of kung fu movies where they, they'll, they'll like, punch the zoom in real fast or they'll yeah. pop it back out really fast. And he just, I, I, there was very little of that in this. And he wasn't afraid to shoot things from really far away and get the landscapes. So there's because there's a lot of wide angle shots here that they're just dropping the camera far away and you're seeing the actors in, in long distance shots, which is a little risky at times. You know, I mean, it's like dwarfs everybody. And you, if you're watching it on like YouTube, it might not be as exciting as seeing it on a big screen where you get to take in the vista. But I thought it was kind of interesting. And then he there were it was funny because if you watch it, there's a couple of moments where suddenly the camera's on a dolly. And I always thought that there was just like a couple of days they got that dolly because all of a sudden it just starts busting out the dolly on <laughs> just those particular scenes. Like when he's, um, when he's, um, when they fight, when they're working, him and his friend later, they've, they, they've kind of jumped ahead and these guys are still training in Kung Fu. And then they notice that there's that, that, um, that fight, that fight going, there's like a class going on and the guy's teaching these kids or, you know, kids, I mean, these adults outside and he's kind of bullying him a little bit and if you remember that that's um lamb chung who was um he was in uh bruce's deadly kung fu wearing the black face because they were trying to make him look black oh yeah the afro on him anyway so he's they're doing this um doing that fight that that stuff and all of a sudden the camera's suddenly dollying now back and forth in that scene i was like oh they got a toy and they started playing with it I mean, which, <laughs> but it, it worked pretty well you know i mean it was looking good in the shots but um Anyways, I don't know where I was going with that. I was just mentioning that from the, 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 the perspective of the camera work, I thought, in the cinematography. And if, once you see New Game of Death, there's a little bit of that going on in there, too. Um, but uh, So I, I, I thought that helped elevate it a little bit yeah. in that regard. Yeah, that first bully he fights, I think that was the first real fight sequence in this, and it was pretty great. Um, really showed off. I mean, he was he was uh, being Bruce and doing you know pretty much everything he could pull from a Bruce movie to you know stances and... Uh, some of the moves it was pretty cool um yeah i like that i like it was that the first person they fight is a bully so they're watching along and this guy's message to the people that he's training is maybe if you get up here and you get your butt kicked more then you'll learn to fight because you'll be defeated so often when bruce is of course from a philosophy perspective i disagree like i'm just gonna kick everyone's ass so yeah that was the first fight. Second fight, um, he almost gets beaten, which is great because it leads into a whole training sequence. And uh, no one will ever beat me again. No one, you hear? <laughs> yeah. We get oh, right. He's screaming yeah. out the ocean. That's yeah. right. I've seen that from fake Bruce many times, even though I never saw it from real Bruce. Yeah, and again, you know, this is where we're, we were talking about in the last episode when we how Bruce Lee gets represented in these films. You know, they're, they're trying to firmly, you know, put him in into his you know roots in hong kong china taiwan wherever i mean they're shooting this in taiwan but you know he's um you know he's he's growing he's studying he's becoming a man and he's doing all of this while in asia because then he suddenly if you the way they do this film is he's like okay I'm, i gotta go to the u.s you know and, and he shows up in the u.s he's he's teaching again teaching a class in karate geese yeah <clears throat> They have a quick moment where he um, meets a girl that we think is going to be Linda Lee. There's like a quick little date, and then she's gone. 
you know, so there was a little flirtation with the idea of him and the Caucasian woman. So maybe they just felt like they wanted to get it in there. So it's, uh, so it's represented. Uh, but then he comes, you know, he's, I mean, he goes back and forth between the U.S. and, and Hong Kong in this. But um, I, again, it's that, you know, you really get a sense that he's, he's firmly a, a, a Chinese made man in this film. Because the thing I bring, the reason I bring that up is a lot of people don't, well, I mean, a lot of people do, but when, you know, Bruce came over to, to the U.S. at 19, you know, when he was born in the U.S., I mean, he was a very Americanized cat. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, he was like, I'm a, you know, he got into the deal. He was wanted to be a celebrity and wanted to, to drive that Rolls Royce. And, you know, that's and then before he passed away, that's where he wanted to go back. You know, he's like, I want to get back to America. I want to be with these guys, you know. Um, but I, so I think there's a, sometimes there's a little bit of a battle going on with this claiming of Bruce Lee. And, you know, I mean, of course, he's Chinese and that's his heritage and he represented the Chinese people. But I think, you know, from a standpoint of where like the last film we did in, in, um, in the first episode of the series, the the um, dra- as you call it, the dragon dies hard. I call it the, the dragon story. You know, he's talking about what a horrible place America is. And I, I only feel right when I go home to China, you know, so. Um, we're seeing a little bit of that here, but uh, not to that degree as we saw it in that film. Right. Yeah. This one, uh, when he's um, with the, his girlfriend, um, he's explaining to her, like, so in, in the last uh, episode, uh, it was Kung Fu shouldn't be used for crime. And that was pretty much the whole of the philosophy. In this one, um, I feel like this was kind of telling of both those those things that, first off, the marriage thing and not to... Um, a white woman, I guess, but this time Kung Fu is a philosophy as well as an art, and you know the comeback from that on that from his girlfriend at the time was well, so is marriage. So you know it's like yeah, stay faithful and you know yeah. Anyway, I thought that was fun. Yeah, and, and the other thing that about um, one of the things that thoroughly got missed, and we didn't really talk about it in the last episode, but the thing that got passed over in uh, the prior film. Uh, to the um, Dragon Dies Hard is that, you know, his invention of Jeet Kune Do, his development of this martial art, you know, and, and that we, we talked about how that was much more of a melodrama and was just dealing with his, you know, being a celebrity, having, you know, the Chinese girlfriend, the American wife, blah, 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 blah. Here we get a little bit of the Jeet Kune Do. You know, there's a little bit of mention of it. Right. What, was it, what were they calling it? Well, Jit Kwon Do, I care to, yeah. you know, different pronunciations of it. Okay. Um, but, but even one of the titles, the actual original titles of this film incorporates that into the title. So, you know, there was an element of, of that being, and again, I think this, this Bruce Lee that's represented in this movie is much more the martial artist because he, once he gets to America, he's there and he's training. They show him on the weights. You know, he's like, he's, you know, teaching the classes. And, and so we've come up a lot from where he was in in the prior movie um and, but it's again it's it's sort of in passing when you watch uh bruce lee's deadly kung fu the, the 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 bulk of the middle of the movie is him dealing with having to take wing chun and its limitations right. into something new which is his martial art you know um and so but this is just kind of flirts with that a little bit yeah definitely um yeah, I was thinking, so, yeah, once we get past all that, we're, we're really just getting into some more fighting, which I loved. Um, there's the rickshaw scene, which I think was a, a throwback to multiple things. Way of the Dragon, you got these Westerners that are attacking and tormenting uh, Asians. But then right. uh, that's got a great sequence in it where he's just shaking with fury, just like in the big boss 
before he's able before his his necklace is knocked off and he's able to finally get past his vow to his mom and start killing the hell out of everyone. Well, yeah. What's great about that is you remember what the guy says to him. <laughs> what did he say? Well, he's he's always he's slapping he's, his face. Him and his friend, him and his friend are walking along, and you know Bruce Lee and his friend are walking along, and they see this black guy and this white guy, and they're tore, they're taking this poor rickshaw driver's rickshaw around, and they're just spinning it around. He's chasing after them, and the friends say, "No, Bruce, stay out of it, stay out of it." And so Bruce is sitting there with the, the fish clenched, the fist clenched, and he's trembling and shaking, and the. The black guy looks over at him and he and he says, "Well, I guess he's not feeling so good. <laughs> see how he's shivering? Don't get you know." <laughs> it was just so it's got a it was a, a funny moment and then of course finally, which again I think uh, this is a, a you get a little bit of credit to this the director here. He kind of really built that up. I mean, whether it was well done or not, it's another story. But he took the time to try to build up that moment, which is very representative of. You know Bruce Lee and Fist of Fury. How long they would build yeah. him up before he finally would turn on the Japanese? So he were they were trying to. I mean, there was no real reason to build it up. It was sort of like he should just dove in there and save the guy. <laughs> but they they did it for you know for the purpose of film. I oh, guess. you're right. It was such a build up too because it's like all right. So he's tormenting the little rickshaw driver. Oh, here comes a hapless woman down the street. Oh, right. they're lifting her Grab off her the too. ground <laughs> and shoving her into it. Oh, when is he finally going to snap? Like, what do they have to do? Like, yeah. Hilarious. And, and and to to point out, I think m- one of my favorite moments of this film is in that scene when he thro- he punches the the black guy into the rickshaw, and then the guy flies back, and then he hits the rickshaw down. The guy flies back up, and he punches him back into the rickshaw, and he hits it down again. He keeps popping him back up and hitting him in the face. So I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Well, let me let me throw out. I actually I, I was thinking about the whole um, how angry people get such a trope for in like most uh, martial arts action films is um some woman getting abused or something like that i noticed in the last episode betty is like punched across the face by one of the dudes and even right. then bruce just comes out and says hey what's going on you know in this one of course everybody's getting manhandled and it took really him getting slapped in the face before he he did the do he he, he pulled the yeah. good point good yeah. point yeah it's funny um so yeah i mean i think there was another there's some so anyways we've got this story here of of the way this sort of overall is representative where bruce lee is you know raised raised and he learns martial arts he's been you know he's got a a male friend and a female friend he has to go to the united he didn't really exactly explain why he's going to the u.s he does say remember he says you know no matter where i go my heart's always here you know again they're trying to implant him here and you know he's a He's Chinese, you know, so he goes to the U.S. and kind of goes out. And, it's, and the, the celebrity of Bruce Lee is sort of weirdly handled in this. And it actually doesn't, his movie starness, so to speak, doesn't really even come into the last 20 minutes of the movie. You know, right. he's uh, he's becoming well known for his martial arts, but it has nothing to do with being a, a film actor. Um, and so... Remember, he's dealing with that one guy. He's having the, the fights with him, and then he meets his teacher, and the teacher wants to have that duel with him, but it's a verbal duel. I remember? love that part. It is so good. Well, t- yeah, tell me what your, your thought of that is. Okay. Or just explain that Well, so, part. yeah, at first I'm like, okay, how the hell is he going to fight this old guy, right? It's, it's exactly what they're setting up. So I'm like, okay. So, but he, he's like, oh, no, this will be different. We're just going to use, like, Mandarin or something like that, and... 
and no one will get hurt. He's like, no one will get hurt? No. So then it goes off into kind of like dream world, and we don't get to understand any of the words they're using, but it's pretty much them fighting each other without getting up. It's like a mental battle. It, it was really, really weird. But yeah, I thought it was I thought it was a cool addition. I didn't understand what the point was, except now the old dude could just be like, nope, you're right. Jeet Kune Do's the best. Let's move on. I was like, oh. Right, and, okay. and I think, I think right, exa- you're exactly right. There was like a split screen, and we're seeing on one screen, we're seeing this master and, and Bruce Lai facing each other and having a discussion and moving their hands around as they're having this dis- sort of interesting some form of discussion or other. We're hearing it, but it's in Chinese. Uh-huh. And then on the other side of the split screen, we're actually watching a duel, a physical duel between them. But what's kind of interesting with the duel, it's, it's very um, traditional, almost Tai Chi, uh, old school kung fu. It's not like they're actually fighting. They're right. doing go- which it's it's kind of a, why I think it for Bruce Lai fans. It's sort of like a neat moment. Is he doesn't do that kind of forms too much. It's not his his usual um, fighting style that we get to see on camera. And here he's doing a little bit more of this very traditional kung fu stuff, which was kind of kind of cool to watch if you're you know if you, you like these guys and you you like Bruce Lai in particular. But yeah, I thought it was an interesting, and I'm sure that. For the Chinese audience, there was probably a lot clearer indication of the metaphors going on and what was happening between the two of them. I mean, we're taking it a fairly, you know, probably pedestrian um, reading on it, but I, I think it was. Uh, right. I, I thought it was great. I thought it was really cool. There's so many things like that, like in uh, the Third Leg movie, where you know they're announcing their styles and it's like the old school way but it, in his case it's like his movie names or something like that i don't know it's yeah, just it's, it's definitely like a throwback to something that uh, it was out of place but i liked it i'm like i like anytime some weird stuff like that because it could have been a favorite scene but i want to ask you now yeah uh, what was your favorite scene in this well i'm like i'm like tossing them out at you man i know um uh, <laughs> no what else am i gonna say well i like the punching into the rickshaw i like yeah. the, the verbal duel yeah. uh you know i i guess um you know, um, I mean, I, again, I, I, for me, what stood out about it was, I mean, we'll, as we progress, we can talk a little bit more about it, but what stood out for me for the film rather than, per se, though, outside of those scenes is just, um, again, the camera work. One of the things he did, mm-hmm. and I, again, this is just my read on it, so I'm not trying to, you know, place this onto the filmmaker as an idea, but there's a... Because of the the nature of the destiny in this film, like there's this, these references to destiny and where it's going to end and death. And remember, he's talking about his favorite song, which is something like, um, "I'm going to live till I die." You know, I mean, it's like so over the head. But there's also um, a lot of shoot. There's a lot of filming from the top. There's a, a bunch of top shots, wide top shots, as if as if the gods were watching all this stuff take place. You know, that's how I. Uh, how I took it as I watched it. And I know that's, again, I'm not trying to attribute anything more to this than the guys that probably just like top shots, you know? Yeah. But um, for me, it, it, there was an element of that because the there is a, a, a play in this film of, and I, and I think in all of them to some degree when they're dealing with Bruce Lee, but for this one particularly, this idea of destiny and how death is approaching and there's this constant referencing of it. And so... How about you? What was your your favorite scene? Um, I like I agree with you. This is kind of full of uh, of really weird. So you said this early on. This is in the middle of these kinds of biopics on on like I, I guess I feel the same way as you. Uh, where the last one um, 
the dragon dies hard was really just a, a bundle of mixed match clothes from goodwill shoved into my head <laughs> i don't know what it was um this one where i say the the top is of course the man the myth this isn't that doesn't have the entertainment level of the man the myth because that was just right. it's wacky and but this is really fun i mean that i didn't get bored in this at all um going through it you know there are times where i'm just like oh well that didn't that couldn't have happened and this didn't happen so there's no ring of truth to the to the biography of it but um so i guess i like a scene like um when he does finally have his um linda lee uh girlfriend uh mm -hmm. some stripy shirt guy so you know he's a bad guy he attacks him um for whatever reason and bruce just like <laughs> he um you know, like boxing bags him in the stomach, like nonstop. Like now he'll never be beat again. And he's just punching this guy in the stomach. He probably punched him in the stomach like 30 times before Linda, fake Linda, was like, hey, stop, you'll kill him. And then they just move on. He just sits right. there. Yep. I loved it. And that was that was the guy, the, the student of the, right. the verbal. Yeah. yeah correct. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. I like that scene, though. I, I just like, wow. Okay. And he was kind of dead. Like his face wasn't moving anymore, but his mouth was kind of drooling. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> no, yeah, he was, he was like paralyzed. Yeah, like, what did you do, Bruce? Yeah. <laughs> it's I, I, thought, I thought it was kind of interesting, too, is that even though, again, it was a fabrication of, of the, a story, you know, it was a story device, the idea of his, he had this friend that, who was, while Bruce Lee is off traveling in America and spreading around, becoming this, you know, great martial artist, his friend's like in the Peking Opera. You know, and he's 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 training, but he's not doing so well, and he's feeling like he's a failure, and he's feeling miserable, and he's you know, and then he's about to give his life up to to becoming a Buddhist monk because he's no good. Yes, and, Bruce, and that's not you know handled really well. But then Bruce Lee shows up, and he's like, "No, listen to me. You can do it. You're gonna do a backflip. Do a backflip." And he's like, "No, why should I?" And he finally talks him into it. And he does a couple and he falls and he finally gets up and he does a bunch and he's like super happy. But it was like this kind of, like I said, it wasn't really handled super great, but I sort of liked this idea of this buddy he grew up with that maybe went in a different direction, but they, they still sort of, you know, cause of course in the end, it, his buddy is the, the eyes of the audience when this, the whole thing ends. But yeah. Um, See, I love then, that scene, too. I had that on my list because it was just so odd. It was kind of like, all you need is the power of believing in yourself. And he somehow yeah. lost that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't exactly clear, but I just sort of like this visual dynamic of how, you know, Bruce Lee's slightly being westernized and he's a traveler. And, and then this guy's like in the, in the opera and he's just, you know, and there's this, they keep coming back to each other. Yeah. You know? It was kind of cool. You know, it was like, that that actor was is also in Bruce Lee versus against Superman. You'll you'll see him at some point when we right. get to that movie that Bruce Lee says makes no sense. <laughs> Very nice. Well, I um, like that this is also one of those. It's the story that Bruce leaves, and he goes to America. And once he's back in Hong Kong, um, everything's different. You know, you can never go back home again. Is the right home? Absolutely right. Good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, girlfriend's now taken. Your homie isn't isn't fit anymore the old master's kind of like whatever and then you're suddenly getting attacked by the stripy shirt crew so yeah <laughs> and then another thing is too is when he he comes back so this is where they kind of uh this this where this film gets the um starts getting some of the correct trajectory he goes on and does a martial arts display on tv he goes mm -hmm. on hk tv i forget the name of the, I forget the station name now this actually really happened 
he goes on he does a demonstration very similar to the one they're they're doing in the movie which is the guys holding the boards and bruce lee does a sidekick and breaks the boards well right the one inch punch and all that stuff right right that that actually happened and then that was viewed and then producers saw that and then they were like oh there's bruce lee the guy from the cato show you know so that's sort of part of the progression of how he Ah. ended up working out there so that was kind of nice that they they um, put that in and then of course the producer chasing him around was paul way who was right you know the the translator from fist of fury and and the and big boss, I mean, uh, excuse me, Way of the Dragon. Way of the Dragon, the, the weasel. Was in Bruce Lee, Deadly <laughs> Kung Fu, and yeah, exactly. I loved seeing him. I was like, yes, you know, when you see some of these characters like that, and he's such a personality, I wonder what the hell that guy was like in real life. But he was hilarious to see him, and he was hamming it up like always, that the trying to get him to sign a contract or whatever. Yeah, and, that, and what's funny, it goes back to our camera work on this, which if you remember... He shows up at Bruce's house, I guess, and it's in his backyard, and he's sunning, so he's in these really tight white shorts, and he's walking <laughs> around with his shirt off, and he's chasing him around, trying to get him to read the script. And remember at one point, uh, Bruce Lai steps up his foot up onto the table, and he puts his leg up on the, the chairs, so his legs are kind of spread. And then they shoot, they get a shot through his legs, so you can see his legs, and the Paul Way character is right on the other side, so he's sort of like in this demoralizing position of being in his crotch while he's going, while he's begging him to read the script. It was pretty funny, man. Yeah. I was like, these guys are kind of thinking this through. Yeah, that was wonderful. Um, and then when, it, well, something that's kind of neat is that he's, I, mean, I don't know if it's neat, actually, but I was kind of noted is that when they start showing the newspaper, like, Bruce Lee progressing and becoming successful and famous the they show a couple quick flashes of the newspaper and it's pictures from Bruce Lee's goodbye Bruce Lee's last game of death or the new game of death which he had just done with the same director so you've had, they they use some of the photos on the newspaper that that film they just wrapped wow well i in my notes here and i know this is true of the last one we did as well um the dragon dies hard and it, it shows up all the time but anti-Japanese sentiment. I don't know what scene I'm calling out here, but because in the last one, of course, it was uh, Kitanas versus uh, Nunchaku. And in this one, I think it was just pretty much... This one had one scene where he wins a competition and some Asian lady runs up to him and says, hey, hey are you Japanese? And he says, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Japanese guy is the one that's on the mat back there. And I think that must have been this, the why I wrote that down. But it's it was really just another big like middle finger. Well, to the but Japanese. the funny thing is, then do you remember what she says afterwards? She goes, oh, then you must be Chinese. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, yeah. Is right? that all that's left? <laughs> oh, gosh. And the, the big dude that was like, well, demonstrate how fast you are. And they do the coin trick. But that was really funny because at first he's like, he's kind of building him up. He's like, oh, you must be a fighter too. The guy's like, well, you know, I was oh, in yeah. the Navy. <laughs> and he's like, well, open your hand, dumb shit. Well, actually, that's a, that's actually a good point because that that's another, that parlor trick was something that Bruce Lee was known to have done to people where he would put a coin in their hand and then he'd take it out. But he would, also, and now this, I don't, it seems almost like, uh, it may be a myth, but it almost. But I've heard it passed along so many times that he would do that, where he would put a quarter in your hand, and they say try to close it. Then he would go down and and do it, and the guy would close, you know, their their hand, and they'd still feel the coin in there. But when they'd open it up, he'd put a penny in and taken the quarter. Oh, out. very nice. Now that that sounds a little crazy to me, but maybe who knows? But but um, this film, that moment also remember was also used in uh, Bruce Lee, the Man, the Myth. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, and you know, I'm sure Bruce Lee did the quarter in the ear stuff too. And <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> What's that in your ear, sir? Oh, I'm Bruce. It was a quarter. Yeah. 
Well, and the you know we get to the the sort of last bit of this if you want to talk about the last actor, oh yeah you know, we're, we're we, there uh so this was kind of weird so it showed him directing um some stuff then you know he's drinking at dinner which i think they were trying to be really yeah. symbolic there oh here's the here's where bruce the starts downfall. going yeah he's he's he isn't perfect he's having booze and then um i think it was a really cool fight uh it was at the rocks uh the striped shirt crew come um he defeats the main guy um they did a lot of stuff they did like the good the bad and the ugly camera stuff right and, and that's long that's long fei who actually does the choreography in the film and okay. he's we he was exit the dragon and the tiger okay. we've, we've seen him a number of times yeah. yeah yeah and i liked that they flipped it and the bad guy wore the track pants right you're right that's yeah totally true it blew it my blew mind I'm like, you know Wait. what's funny about this i actually have this movie it's a three-part um a three-part uh, reel or on Super 8, but it's in German. Oh. This film was released in Germany. They used to, back in the mm, 80s, late 70s, 80s, there was a number of exploitation films that got released in Germany on like three-reeler digest versions on Super mm-hmm. 8. So they ended up being like uh, 45 minutes to an hour. And uh, they're all dubbed in German. And I have about about... 12 of them to me you know so um this is one of them but anyways i mean my, i was getting a little sidetracked there because, no uh, das ist right, <laughs> oh you should i'll give them to you you can watch them <laughs> <laughs> oh that's wonderful yeah that's cool um yeah i i would just love to see your collection one day that sounds awesome yeah there the super eight stuff is i've i've if, i just on a little side note i've had this weird nostalgia thing for like i've i've owned things since i was a kid and gotten rid of things and kept things and certain but it's those super eight films they still represent to me because of my my love of film and my filmmaking career and all that stuff that it's it's something something it's just so great about it. that was how i first saw movies that i was, cause was just i was pretty young but i mean it was and video was starting to come in but i was still like having to get super eight films mm. and so it has this connection to me about you know just how it was done back then i love film but yeah it's great there's i've got about um yeah five or six uh films of, of bruce exploitation films bruce Lee, the man the myth you know this bruce Lee superstar um a couple of different ones uh but in in digest forms on super eight nice yeah, I love though the lore of that. You know, growing up, of course, any movie you'd go and see it would be um, done with a projector, and you had actually had to have a guy yeah. running the projector. And you know, you'd watch for the little symbol to show up at the top to let the the cameraman. I'm sorry, the the uh, projector man know that he needed to get ready to flip his his stuff around, his cameras around, or whatever. Yeah, I thought that was just cool as hell. Yeah, no, no, it's great, and there's something so tactile about it. I like having the real. That's why I. I mean, I still have 16 millimeter films. I've got Dynamo on 16 millimeter. I've got a mm-hmm. few other films. I don't want to get too crazy with it because there's a. It can be an obsessive, <laughs> you know, thing to get into films, and I, I don't really sit and watch project movies anymore. But it's yeah. just, it's just some of this stuff's kind of. It's something really sweet about it, though. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. But um, so off of that tangent there. Yeah. Uh, so we get to this end thing here, and they have this, this. He's like you said. You they had the fight with. Lung Fei, and then he moves on to these other guys. So let's talk about that last bit there where he fights the, the, right. the, the other master. Yeah, so, well, first off, I'm like, all right, here's the striped shirt crew, and oh, my God, we've got 
axes. Of all things, a big, like, axe. They all have axes. I thought the movie maker must have sounded it was a discount at the hardware store on axes for, you know, chopping down trees, and they were just bringing <laughs> them in because everybody had, like, a matching axe, and they decided to go after him. But, yeah, so he's fighting the old master, and I'm, I was going to ask you, do you think, you know, he bumped him in the back? Was this some sort of pressure point death? Yeah, that's exactly what I think they're they're hinting at here is that the the dim mock touch, you know, mm-hmm. which is sort of a a legendary, you know, technique in kung fu where you hit somebody and they die later. You know, I think that was exactly what that sequence was supposed to which was I thought was an interesting way of doing it cuz these guys came out of nowhere. I mean, it's like we're we're building up these other characters and then this guy just shows up and goes, "Hey, I got something to show you." And Bruce kind of cocky walks up, "All right, let's go." And then this old guy just sort of kind of you know dexterity of this guy gets around him and he's just hits him in the back and it's they just kind of throw it away they don't make a big issue of it but it's a clear i got a shot on you and then then we have bruce Lai fighting the other remaining guys and pretty much kicking their butts and then then if you remember he hits the last guy and it's a really interesting moment he says god forgive me and then starts walking off and then it pans to the water and the water's flowing, and then that's, mm-hmm. and then it just jumps to his friend going, Bruce has died, you know. And oh, God, like, yeah, that was a really abrupt. I was thinking for a minute it was him in bed again, but no, it was just like his his homie is just like he reads it in the paper or something, and then it's like him running yep. across Hong Kong to go figure out where the heck he is, and it was a really dramatic, he busts And the, the ending doors. was weird, because yeah, he opens these doors, and he sees something, but we don't even see what he's looking at. I'm assuming it's his body or something in some building, or we don't. It's hard to say. And then the doors just slowly close. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, that was really weird. Um, and yeah, the the weird old guy. He gets him in the back, and then he just disappears. It was like some sort right. of, you know, magical. I was like, okay. Which I... I think, which I think plays into this idea, which is that, and this is again a little bit guesswork on my part my part but that you know i've heard this idea before that there was somebody out there that got to bruce and nobody knows who it is he's like Mm -hmm. that secret mystery and of course it's going to be an old master in other words that bruce lee goes off and does his modern version of kung fu and does all his you know his his western adapting and all that stuff mm-hmm. and then he's going to get his ass kicked by a traditional master that stuck to the basics you know yeah another thing i'd say just from a bruce lore thing earlier in this film uh his homie uh i will just call him unicorn i guess unicorn's like um you you're you're training too much and you know you're gonna get you're gonna die or whatever and bruce was like you can't die from training too much or whatever for too much exercise so i'm like okay right. they're setting the stage now that it's not how awesome Bruce was that he's he died. It's actually that some old master took him out for not showing the ways to the Westerners or for, uh, you know, somehow disrupting the common styles or whatever. Right. Well, and that is a perfect segue into what we will see next in the next part three of our little trilogy here because that comes in really heavy-handedly into the next one. Okay, cool. Okay, so the next one is called... Give me, give me the title again. The next one we'll call The Dragon Lives because it's like probably the most yeah easy to remember. Not Lives Again because we know that one. It's just yes, The Dragon no. Lives. Got it. Okay. Um, yeah, cool. He lives again later. Well, you'll notice in this one, as well as in the last episode, um, normally in uh, in our cast I pull out all the Bruceisms, and there's no point because these, he's being Bruce in these. But it's really great. I, I just want to throw out that I think Bruce Lai does a pretty great job of – 
I don't care. I've read so many people just say he looks nothing like him, but I disagree. There's lots of scenes where I, I'm feeling Bruce getting channeled through him, and I'm like, that's awesome. Right, and that's a great example, though, because I think it's not even so much that he looks like him, but I think he's actually a pretty decent actor trying to, and he loves, let me tell you, when I was, you know, the few times I've hung out with him, he loved Bruce Lee. He was just so, like, he just thinks he's the great, you know, not in some weird kind of, you know, obsessive fan way, but just he respects him so much. So I think he was really trying to honor that by just being a better actor. Yeah. I agree. Looked awesome. Thank you so much, Michael. This one was awesome as well. So part two uh, is down. Uh, I can't wait to see how the trilogy finalizes and we see what the the last in these of uh before we get to you know what we what was the man the myth the ultimate the ultimate bruce lee biography <laughs> yeah exactly so yeah thanks again thank you buddy till next time later